I apologize, Frankie. My spirit is running 900 miles an hour, even though I do not like running. Anybody here watch the movie Forrest Gump? Only three people raised their hand because they didn't want anybody else in church to know that they, they watched the movie Forrest Gump. When I was praying about this this morning and uh, asking the Lord, that's all I could hear in my head was, run, Forrest, run. Run, Forrest, run. And you notice whenever Forrest Gump in the movie talks about running, he says, running, I'm running. Jenny. I'm running. I run across the whole state of Alabama. Good for you, Forrest. Let me just say, I do not like running. I've said that before, you guys know, and apparently I told a story one time when I was preaching, and it wasn't all truth. You know, I apologize, because sometimes you remember things in your mind one way, and then your wife reminds you it wasn't that way at all. So apparently, not apparently, I did join the gym. I joined the Y right before COVID hit. And I was just, I'm going to try to get this thing into shape. And I wanted to bulk up a little bit. I'm not a big guy, but, you know, I didn't need to be super huge. And so I started the journey, signed up and started going. And, man, I was faithful, 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 faithful. Three or four times a week I'd be at the gym doing all this stuff, probably the wrong stuff, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, in part of my routine, I would go to the Y, and how many been to the Y knows the track up there, right? So when you get to the track, there's like this hallway, and then you can jump in on the track, right? If people are running or walking, you can jump in, right? You can get in. Well, my first couple of times of getting to the Y, I stand in that little hallway, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to jump in. But I start looking at the faces of the people who are walking and running. And there is not one person, not one. In all my time, even though apparently it was much shorter than what I thought at the Y, where they were never smiling. I'd see some guys chipping around in the workout room and they'd be laughing and smiling, but not ever did I ever see one person on that track smiling and seem like they were happy to be out there. You know, that's real encouraged when you're about to step onto the track. You're like, man, there ain't not one happy person not one happy person to be out here today. And part of the problem was, is I wasn't real happy about it, but it was contagious. Like, I didn't really want to be there then. Like, well, then I started and, you know, I thought, well, you'd think it'd get better. It never did. I think the one thing I made a mistake of is when I got out there, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, there's a couple, pardon me, they were older than me ladies at the time walking. I'm like, if they can walk, I can run a little bit, you know? I took one lap around that thing, and I felt like I was going to die of cardiac arrest right there on the thing. Like, just, Jesus help me. So out of shape. But then you drive around town when the weather gets nice, and you see people running. Do you ever see any of them happy? Like, I'm just, hey, I'm, I'm running. How you doing? Good to see you. This is awesome. You never see that. Do you ever see that? Now, listen, I've got a cousin who's a great, a fantastic cross-country runner. He set records down at Ohio University. He's got records still today for running. God bless him. I just cannot figure out what this running thing is all about. I don't like it. 
And here I thought I'd been at the Y for six months. That was my story last time. I'll finish this story up real quick. And apparently my wife told me it was more like three. I don't know. It felt like six years, all right? But as you can see, and if you've known me since 2020 or whenever COVID hit, this body doesn't look any different. It's not any bigger, and I'm still out of shape, right? That's on me. I get it, but I just don't like running. So today our message, since it's already done, we might as well run. We'll get to more on that. That's my, my, my sermon title, Run the Race to Win. But you know what the world's longest race is in the world? I had no clue. This race is 3,100 miles long. 3,100 miles long. This race lasts several weeks. The runners run 5,649 laps in a place called Jamaica, Queens in New York. I would like to tell you that they section off an extended block. They don't section it off. The traffic still runs while you're running. Good luck in New York while running this 3,100 mile race. They have 52 days to complete it. They can run from 6 a.m. in the morning until midnight. Now here's the most awesomest thing about this race. The most awesomest thing about this race is imagine after running 3,100 miles what you win. What would you think that after running the longest race in the world, 3,100 miles, what would you win? You would think you would win a lot of money, right? If I'm going to try to even attempt to run 3,100 miles, you better pay me some serious cash. You know what these awesome people who train and train and train and train and train and train, you know what they win? You're not wrong. You get a t-shirt and a small trophy. Congratulations. Way to go. <laughs> a t-shirt and a trophy. No way. I'm out. There's also a race called the Eco Challenge. How many ever heard of Bear Grylls? It's one of the most grueling races that he sets up. You run through jungles and you swim in oceans. It's ridiculous. I don't know. God bless that guy. There's also a marathon called the Marathon Disables. Um, it's a six-day long marathon. Six-day long marathon in the Moroccan Sahara Desert. Woo! That's right. Six days, participants aim to travel 156 miles, which is the distance of six regular marathons, with the longest single stage being the last one, which is 57 miles. Who is ready to run this morning? Nobody. Awesome. Well, God, thank you for this message. We're going to go home now. Uh, but God, we do just come to you right now. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for who you are, God. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you begin to stir us up right now. Stir us up 
and the most holy faith, but stir us up to what you called us to do. Begin to blow revelation, God. If we become lackadaisical, stir up within us a desire to actually want to run again, Father God, and to run for you. Lord, we just pray these things. I pray these scriptures come alive right now in the name of Jesus to us. If you brought your Bibles this morning, how many brought your Bibles as you've been encouraged by Pastor Damien? We're going we're gonna to be reading out of the Amplified in this first one, but you can turn to 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Is this the Amplified in front of me? Perfect. I just didn't want to look up there and read and then get to my notes. All right, so let's read this together. It says, do you not know that in a race... Some of the runners run their hardest, but only one receives the prize. Somebody corrected me. How many? All right, let's try it again then. Do you guys not know that in a race, we all are runners and that we're all running this race to our, the very best of our abilities? But how many receive the prize? Only one prize. Nevertheless, Run your race in such a way that you may lay hold of this prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who competes in the game is disciplined and exercises self-control in most things in his life. All. Not just some and not just the things that you want to do, Jim, but in all areas of your life, you train yourself. They do this so that they can win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air or like shadow boxing, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified for service. So I shared this a couple weeks ago, actually in men's meeting. And the question came up so many times when we think we're at the starting line. Who, does anybody here, by the way, run? Actually enjoy running, by the way? Because I'm not making fun of you. I, I want to celebrate you this morning. Not one person in here runs. Hallelujah. God knew what I needed this morning. Okay. I just didn't want, I'm not making fun of you if you do enjoy running. I'm, I'm really just like, wow, look at you go. But listen, we're all in this race. And so Trevor, come here. Evan, come here. All right, Lindsay, got your glasses on. Take your glasses off because you're running. You're not going to run. you probably going to run into something. All right. So we're up here. There's the goal line down there. We're all up there getting ready to run, right? We're running that way. Goal's that way. Okay. You running that way too? We're all running the same way. Lindsay, you ready? You don't look like ready. All right. You ready? All right. Now hold on a minute. Who do you think is going to win this race? I would say probably Evan. I'm your pastor. <laughs> Why did you say that? 
How do you know who's going to win this race? Who's he racing against? This is what we think of when we think of the scripture so many times as we're running a race and we're running against other people. All right, thank you guys. We're not really going to race because I would come in last for certain. But we're not really running this race against these other people. Trevor, I'm not running this race like after him. Am I? No. Who are we running against? We got to define this because we're going through this scripture. So let's talk about this this morning. What's this race that we're winning and winning? We are winning. We already won it, but we'll get to that later, darn it. We've already, but who are we racing against? We always think that we're racing against people, right? In a race. Hello, yourself, right? Why does Paul talk about disciplining yourself? At the latter part of the scripture, you're racing this race against yourself. Because who can only win that prize at the end when you stand before the king of kings and he says, well done. Right? Isn't that the goal? Isn't that the prize that we're running for? Right? So now we've got to the next layer of the scripture where we're talking about what's the prize. Jesus is the prize. Now, I don't know about you guys because you guys are way smarter than I am. But listen, when I heard this scripture for so many years, this is the way that I thought about this race. I never thought about it in the sense I'm racing against other people, but I just thought, man, if I can make it to the end, then I might, I just might get to hear the father say, well done, good and faithful servant. But do you hear the speech that I'm talking with right now? Do you hear what's coming out of my mouth? If I can just make it to the end of this race. But you see, when we talk like that, we almost talk about it in the sense that it's a, a sprint. It's a marathon. By the way, I'm not good at sprinting or marathoning, either one. But the problem is, is that when you said, and this is the quirkiness of the scripture and the quirkiness of our faith in Jesus Christ. When you said, Father, I'm a sinner. I choose to make you Lord and Savior. You were automatically entered into this race. Even if you're out of shape. Training starts and the race starts all at the same time. It's quirky, right? Because normally we would think we're going to train, 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 train. Then I get in the race. Jesus says, nope. Come on. You said yes to me. Here we go. And we start running this race, this thing that we call the Christian life. And it seems clunky at times because... We fall and we stumble and weird things happen and things can be pointed out to us and we still hit them anyway. So funny story. Okay, she's not here. So I can make fun of her, hopefully a little bit. We're enjoying a casual stroll on the bike path one day. On our bikes, pedaling, right? How many of you here have been on the bike path in Lima? You know those big yellow posts when you come up to an intersection there and they kind of want you to slow down and you kind of got to swerve, right? So you don't hit them. I just thought, well, a good mom and dad, like any good parent would say, hey, be careful when you go through those yellow things. And our daughter just poof, plows right into it, falls over. So sometimes you can even hear what's in front of you and you can still fall. The Holy Spirit, we're going to get to a scripture in a minute, can lay out the path, right? And tell you what to do. And you can still run into a pole, fall over. But what do you do? Keep running. 
keep running, right? Listen, in our spiritual marathon that we've joined up for, whether you like it or not, there's going to be seasons of sprinting. Going to feel like, man, I'm just running in the spirit. I'm running hard after the Lord. There's going to be other times when you feel like, man, I've slowed down in this more like a marathon. There might even be times in your season of what looks like running that you're not moving at all. But when the Holy Spirit tells you to slow down spiritually, you better slow down because sometimes we just want to run and think that that's doing us some good all the time when your spiritual man is the same whoa slow down you need to relearn some things here and reabsorb some stuff man so we got to remember that when we think of this i want to read this part in hebrews 12:1 we're going to read this out of the passion translation because god doesn't call us to run and then not tell us how to run thank goodness right so he's going to tell us how to run. And I chose this on purpose out of this translation. So Hebrews 12, 1 out of the Passion Translation, excuse me, reads like this. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we see that so easily falls into us. Then we will be able to run life's what? Marathon race with passion. We're going to stop right there for a moment. When I was studying this and going through it, I had to ask myself, because you already know how I feel about running. I don't like it. But am I passionate about my spiritual running right now? Right? That's one thing that it says. Then, if we lay aside these wounds and the sins that so easily beset us, that's when we'll be able to run this life, this marathon race with passion. So if you're not running with passion, then maybe we need to go back to the verse before it and ask ourselves this question. What wounds have pierced us and what sins holding on to us that's keeping me from being passionate? Right? Then we will be able to run life's marathons race with passion and determination. Listen to this part, because we just mentioned it. For the path has already been marked out before us. So I don't know. I'm not a runner. We already established that. And I don't know if this is cheating or not, but I don't know if you can run a race with a little helper with you. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Like, hey, buddy, it's your turn. You run for a while. I'm typically not allowed to do that. But you know the spiritual race that you're running, this race that you're running, you're running with help. And the one that's running with you has already plotted the course. So wouldn't it behoove us if we're having troubles with passion and running to ask him a question, how am I running? Here's the thing, back to the story of, I always thought that we would wait till the end to ask God and want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful service. But what if at the end of the day, you paused and said, Holy Spirit, how'd I run today? How'd I run today? The end of this day instead of the very end 
You get what I'm saying? Maybe we can get some instruction then from Holy Spirit along the way that brings and bolsters inside of us an assuredness that when we do get to the final end, we know that we're going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful service, because we met that every day. We met eternity every day, every night that we go to bed. How did I run today, Holy Spirit? My dad worked with a guy and he had a son and I'll leave the names and stuff out of it for time's sake this morning, but he was a wrestler and he was a really good wrestler. He wrestled at Elida. He ended up wrestling at Ohio Northern University and set all kinds of records, but he did something that was unheard of. Did something that was unheard of. He lost a match one time and he never lost many. But when he lost that, he went over, you know how you do. I was actually a wrestler in high school. I boast a little bit sometimes. I wrestled varsity my freshman year. How many are proud of Pastor Jim? Yeah, freshman year varsity guy. Don't applaud too much. I was the only guy that weighed 98 pounds. And so it was more by, <laughs> well, here you go, buddy. Good luck. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on my back on the mat. But unlike this guy who won a lot of matches, but at the end of the match, you know, you shake your hands and the referee comes up and he holds up the winner's hand. So this man went over after the match was over, went over to his opponent and asked him, how did you beat me? He could watch the film. They didn't have great film back then, but they still did film. But he went over and he asked him personally, how did you beat me? How many times do we ask Holy Spirit, how am I running? What could I do better? If that's what we want to hear in the end is, well done, thy good and faithful servant, why not ask him how you're doing? What better way to learn if we'll take the time to pause and simply just ask? We really need to take the use of the Holy Spirit because he's the greatest teacher. And like we just mentioned, and it says in Hebrews 12, because the path is already laid out before us. So listen to what Psalms 34, 4 says. It says, I sought the Lord on the authority of his word and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. When we ask, do you think he's not going to answer you? When we ask, do you think he's gonna be quiet all the time and not instruct us? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and you all know this one. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart and don't rely on your own insight or your own understanding. This is the importance of asking how I'm running. When you don't ask, you're relying on your own insight and your own understanding. But in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he might direct your path and smooth obstacles that block your way. No, he will make your path straight and smooth obstacles that block your way. So if you're having a hard time and things are rough, just think maybe how hard that they might be if you're not asking him. Or maybe they're hard because you're not asking them. And maybe the hard things don't go away. They just get a little similar because you have a new focus and a vision of when you begin to ask because your focus goes to where? The Holy Spirit and the Lord. 
Look to your neighbor and say, how are you running? Running. By the way, when you got a really great friend in the Lord, you can actually do that. You can actually do that. How am I running, man? What do you see? I'm not saying ask everybody. That's not what I said. But when you have a friend that you trust, obviously Holy Spirit first. Hebrews 12.1 also says, let us run this race with endurance that the race as God has set before us. This word endurance in the Greek, I'm not even going to pretend to say it because, whoo, it's a doozy. Starts with an H and ends with an E and there's some upamine thing in the middle of it. Yeah, but it means steadfastness, consistency, and endurance, which bugs me sometimes when they use the word to describe the word, by the way, because like that didn't help at all for me. But anyways, sorry for you letting you inside the scary brain of Pastor Jim. But listen... It's the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith, even in the greatest trials and sufferings. You are not swayed when you're running with the Lord. And when you run with passion, all the power that God has and is becomes manifest inside of you. This is the importance of what pastor's been talking about the last few weeks. Because how do we run? We run with clean hands and a right spirit. And that's when the power and the authority of God begins to explode in our lives because he knows there's a place now where he can get all that glory. All that glory when his power's manifested in our lives because we've emptied ourselves of ourselves. There's no more opponent. There's no more opponent when we strip ourselves of ourselves if we're the opponent. If you're the opponent and you surrender yourself to the Lord, who are you racing against then? You're just fuel, full of fuel. You're racing like cheeking, cheating with a wily coyote with a rocket strapped on his back that doesn't explode in the end. Sorry, that's an old cartoon. Never mind. <laughs> I don't have a new one. It's the endurance. This is how we run with the characteristic of a man that is not swerved from his deliberate purpose. How many here say, I'm running with purpose this morning? Are you running with purpose? What's your purpose? Answer it to yourself this morning, but I challenge you to answer that question. What's my purpose in running for you, Jesus? It's probably a long answer, but begin to answer it this week when you go home. You know, sometimes in running this race, I've grown weary. Am I the only one? <laughs> I know many of you, so I know the answer to a lot of that. But I've grown weary. And what is frustrating sometimes for us as Christians is that we grow weary when we're trying to do well. Man, that's frustrating for me. Can I just be honest? 
Like sometimes I just want to do well. I want to please you, Lord. I want everything. And I just feel like, man, I'm falling short and short and short. And I cry out to the Lord. And sometimes, man, it just seems to take me longer than some of you. And I'm like, God, what's the problem? I want to run this race well. I want to lay my head on the pillow at the end of the day and hear you say, well done. And I know for sure that when I get to the pearly gates and whatever that looks like in the end, I want to be able to look in his face and say, oh, yes, well done, thy good and faithful service. Because here's a travesty. We can do all kinds of stuff and I can stand on this stage and preach and sing and it'd be okay and be great. But that's not the guarantee. That's not the guarantee that I'm going to hear well done because I do things for the Lord. Because we all know the story of the sheep and the goats. Depart from me because I never knew you. Even the people that were doing good. And don't believe that for one second that hasn't crept inside of our church or inside of our hearts sometimes that if I do enough for you, Jesus, then you'll be happy with me. If I can just do more, then you'll be even more happy. And then this vicious cycle starts where we're just running around with chickens like our head off, doing, doing, doing. And we show up at the gate that day and he says, man, I don't know you. You were so busy doing that you never took time to run with me. Because you see, running is an intimate act in our spiritual lives. We think of it so much in this, like running in the natural but running is really just intimacy with Jesus and spending time with him. And when we do that, that's when we get to hear things like, hey, you know, you could have done this better today. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you. That's when you hear at the end of the night sometimes, man, great job today. Way to run. But if you're not being intimate with him and not actually running with him, you don't even hear those things. And then you're just left wondering, how am I doing? And maybe when I get to heaven, hopefully, man, what a miserable way to live. Can I just be honest? Isn't it so cool? Isn't it so cool that you can know? Let's be honest, man. This place should erupt in place. How cool is it to know that if we, any one of us walked out in there, that if, if we're right with Jesus, we're going to heaven. It's not based on what we do if we did enough this morning. It's based on what he did. How cool is that? Isn't that somebody you want to run with? That's the thing that should fuel us. What he's done for us. I want to run for you, Jesus. I run, but I don't want to run just for you. I want to run with you. I don't want to run ahead of you. I don't want to run behind you. I want to be stride for stride and sink for sink with you. And I want to be able to do it with endurance. And even when you get quiet, this is the hard part sometimes because he gets quiet and he's seeing if you really do trust him. Listen to the scripture from Isaiah 40. Even the youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Isn't it ironic that when we put our trust in the Lord, that we can run and not grow weary? And if you're weary and running, maybe we need to ask Holy Spirit this morning, 
am I just running or am I running with you? And there's a difference. Check out what Psalm says, Psalms 119.32, out of the Amplified. I will run the way of your commandments with purpose. And for you will give me a heart that's, that is willing. Let me read that again instead of stumbling through it. Psalms 119.32, out of the Amplified Version. I will run the way of your commandments with purpose, for you will give me a heart that is willing. There was a time in my life when I was stuck in some sin, guys, and honestly stuck at a place I couldn't get out. And the honest answer is, is to a large extent, I had fueled that thing and fed that thing so much that it had become like a giant in the land and I could not see a David inside of me to slay that Goliath. But if we go all the way back to the beginning and we go all the way back to our very first scripture this morning, we see that Paul said, I have to train my body. I have to tell my body what to do sometimes. I've, my spirit man has to be large enough and bold enough to tell my physical being, you don't get to do that anymore because you are not my master. We are no longer slaves to sin. But we let those things lord over our lives. And when we let them lord, we become their slaves. And that's what I did. And I couldn't find the way out. All the while in scripture... If I run the way of your commandments with purpose, you'll give me a heart that was willing because I always felt like, oh, I just don't want to do this. I, I want to keep doing that. But once I started running to the way that he said to do it, how many know his way is better? Even if you're not a good runner this morning, you begin to run his way. His way is better. Amen. How many want to be great runners? <laughs> Spiritually speaking, I do. And I just want to encourage you by the Spirit of the Lord. There's so much inside of you guys. There's so much inside of you guys that you haven't even seen yet. And I believe that's what the word was for 24, was more of 24. But God is wanting to explore that with you. But here's the thing. It's going to take a greater sacrifice on our part the greater surrender to say, God, here I am. I want the more. But if you're asking for something, sometimes it's going to cost you something. We always talk about the freedom that's in Christ and it's free and all that stuff is free. And this is free too, but at the same time, it's not free in the sense that you don't have to surrender to the Lord. And uh, I think that if, you'll, if we will be willing to bring ourselves to that place, even what you see yourself as running right now, I don't think that you're going to recognize when 2025 comes around. And there's been so many words around that, and people have shared so many amazing things about the more of 24 and what God's wanting to do. And just, there's just a release coming and a release coming to your lives if, if you'll just simply say, God, here I am. But we have to be obedient. And that's what that last scripture in Psalms is talking about. 
We have to be willing to run the way of his commandments with purpose. So Father, I just bring this message to you. And Father, I just ask right now that you just, wind of your Holy Spirit blow across this place. For those that are weary in this place right now, God, I just begin to pray that they would put their hope and their trust in you. And that's where they'll find strength. God, I pray that word of Isaiah 40 over them, that they will soar high on the wings like eagles. I thank you that they will run, God, and they will not grow weary. I thank that you're able to walk and never grow faint, God. So I thank you for supernaturally infusing those with a supernatural hope and trust in you. God, as they move forward in this journey, in this race with endurance. But God, help us to be better at asking Holy Spirit, the greatest teacher who already knows the path that's been laid out for us. How do you want me to run today at the beginning of the day? And at the end of the day, how did I run? And God, may we do it from a place of just the purest motive just because I want to be the best runner for you. God, help us to understand that when you called us into the faith and we accepted it, that we immediately became runners, God. But we became runners full of purpose and passion. And God, for those who, that that's absent in their life this morning, would you begin to rekindle their first love? And may they begin to remember the running with you and what that was like, God. And maybe you sit here today and just said, I've never run with the Lord like that. Not, not in the way that you're talking. If that's you this morning and that's something that you would like to do, this altar is open this morning. So if our prayer team could come up here. If you're here this morning, you say, man, I understand some of the words, but I've never really ran and ran with Jesus like you're talking about. I don't know that kind of relationship with him. If that's you this morning and you want to, then this altar is open. Just come up and grab somebody's hand. Listen, and maybe you're sitting here this morning and you just simply say, hey, I'm struggling and I want to be refreshed. I want to be refueled and I want to be reinvigorated with a passion like the scripture says to run. And I want to run with clean hands and I want to run with a pure heart so that God's kingdom can be in the fullest measure on display inside of me. If that's you this morning, then won't you just come up? I'm not going to beg you this morning to come up for prayer, but the opportunity is here. If, if you want the Holy Spirit to touch you, why not come up and join the hands of these people up here in agreement with you and let them pray over you? Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna read this scripture. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. 
and the time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. God, I pray that would be the testimony of every person in this building this morning. That we fought the good fight of faith, we finished the race, and we have remained faithful. So the opportunity still waits. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord and you'd like to, you can come up. If you need prayer for anything, not just what I spoke about, please feel free to come forward. We'd be glad to pray over you. Father, I just thank you for this word today, this message. God, I thank you that we wouldn't be just hearers of it only, but God, we become doers. And I thank you and I just begin to speak out right now that these people before me, are incredible runners that are gonna run with a passion and a purpose and endurance like they've never known before, God. I thank you that you're fueling their fire right now and reinvigorating that passion, God, for the race that you've set before them, God, that you know already. So Lord, I just thank you for this word taking root in our lives and that we would run well, that at the end of this day and every day, we would hear, well done, thy good and faithful service. If you're here today, you're dismissed. We love you guys. Don't forget about Wednesday night service. We love you. But as you go, if you would just go quietly out the door. If you need prayer, please come on up and we'd be glad to pray for you. God bless you guys. Nothing else will do, not just one you.